Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni, and this is Welcome to the Neighborhood. Um, this morning we have uh, the superintendent of the New Hyde Park Garden City Park School District, uh, Dr. Robert um, Cadillac. Um, is it doctor? I'm sorry. I don't, no, I'm sure. Mr. Are you Cadillac. there? That's fine. Okay, Mr. Cadillac. Hi, how are Hi. you? Good morning, everyone. Good. Um, yeah, so what you're going to do today is why don't you start off giving us uh, an overview of the budget, and then I have a few questions, and uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Um, we appreciate this opportunity to get the correct information out to all of our taxpayers and homeowners in our district. And just generally, this year, more than any, the Board of Education was very sensitive to the economic needs in our area, in our state, and in our country. And so what they did is they held four budget input sessions starting back in December to try to have the public come to the microphone to let us know what areas they wanted to see preserved in the upcoming budget and what areas they felt would be okay to have some budget cuts. The unfortunate situation was the New York State cut our school district budget by $436,000 this year, which was a very hard hit. So we have made it a practice that over the past five years, as a Board of Education and looking towards the future, we tried to come in every year with a budget-to-budget increase that was less than the amount of money for the previous years. In the 2005-2006 school year, the budget-to-budget increase was 10.5%, and we felt certainly that was not something that we could ever do anymore. So every year we kept reducing it. Last year it was 3.21% increase compared to that 105 and this year I worked with the building administrators, the teachers, the parents, and the Board of Education to reduce that even further. So this year the budget-to-budget increase is down to 3.13%. So we also were very cognizant that we didn't want to try to add to the unemployment rate. So what we did is we looked at all the different budget lines to try to shave off that money that was not given to us, that $436,000, and we were able to come up with $310,000 in cuts that would not necessarily hurt children or would um, reduce our professional staff in any way. So we did come up with a balanced budget that would address the educational needs of the students as well as the needs of the taxpayers. We also wanted to make sure that our scores will continue to rise because that's what we're in the business, to educate our children. And I'm proud to say that last year, 94% of all of the students in the entire school district were above the state reference point in our English language arts test scores and minimally 97% of all the students were at the state and above the state reference point in in the math scores in grades 3, 4, 5, and 6. So the results of the taxpayers supporting certain programs for the students are certainly paying off because the students are performing way above the state average and right up there with all of the other districts in Nassau County. So this year, we really created a collaborative effort with all of the stakeholders listening very carefully, and 100% of the suggestions 
of people who came to the microphone at the ma- uh, at the board meetings were implemented for our school district. Uh, unfortunately, because of that lack of state aid, as well as we all know in our own bank accounts that there's very little interest coming in on our monies that we invest the tax dollars when they first come in so we could earn some income on that before we have to use it to pay for expenses. Um, we've created a tentative budget that will be 4.91% uh, tax levy with that 3.13 budget-to-budget increase. The other thing that I'd like to point out to our listening audience is that this year the state has been doing what's called cost switching. Previous costs that were not part of the responsibility of the taxpayers or the school districts have now been shifted to their shoulders. One notable one is the MTA tax that was imposed on any business, including uh, educational entities, to pay for the MTA operations. That was an additional $57,000 added to our expenses. We also are required by federal law to offer a summer program for the special education children who need year-round school. $100,000 of that cost was formally paid by the state. This year they said, well, because of our economic situation, you have to pay that. So that was another $100,000. Those two items just in their small area added a full percentage point uh, for the tax levy. So if they kept those the same way, our tax levy would have been under 4%. But because they threw those back at us, that was problematic. The state budget, as everyone knows, has not been passed yet. It was supposed to be passed April 1st. I was talking to Senator Johnson's office and Assemblyman McKevitt's office. They're not optimistic that it will be passed anytime soon. They're talking late summer the earliest. So our budget was based on what's called the governor's proposal, which is our worst-case scenario. That's the least amount of uh, aid we're going to get. If we get any money put back into the budget when they finally settle it, all of that money will go to reduce the tax levy. We're not putting any programs that we cut back in. We're going to give it right back to our constituency, our taxpayers, because we understand their pain in this economic climate. So we've already made a public commitment to that. So if we get $100,000 back in revenue, that $100,000 goes right back to the taxpayers and it will reduce the 4.91 tax levy to a 4.50. And every $100,000 in addition that we might get restored to the budget will reduce it by another 0.41%. So if we get $300,000, we'll be reducing the tax levy approximately by about one and a half percentage points. We, I made a recommendation to the Board of Education to do that, to help our taxpayers, and they're committed to that. So just want to make sure that everybody understands we are working for them as well as the students, and we really appreciate their support in the past years. And because of that, we've tried to do the best to come up with that. So that's basically an overview of how the budget was put together, what the numbers look like. And we're trying to be optimistic that when and if they get their budget together up in Albany, that it will come in a little bit better than the worst-case scenario on which we base the budget. And then 
we'll be able to return that in kind to our taxpayers. Uh, I think that's a, an excellent plan. I think also having the public forums um, is uh, really good because I think people feel cut off a lot from the political process and the um, this is really uh, you know local and it is something that they can actually have input in. So I think that's an excellent um, process. And um, a question if if you get extra monies, how, does that affect us this year or next year? Yes, so uh, it, will, it, it will affect the tax bills that will go out in September. So okay. as soon as they settle the budget, like I said, by law it was supposed to be in place by April 1st, and here it is May 14th, and there's really no way in sight that we see it happening before the middle of the summer, if the earliest. But every single penny that we would get in addition to what they told us we were or weren't getting now will go right back to help reduce the tax levy. We, mm -hmm. we also um, wanted to make it clear that we have been using um, some of our fund balance at the end of the year. If you haven't expended all of the money that was budgeted for and you have money that's left over, let's just say a teacher who was getting $50,000 salary went out on maternity leave for six months and you hired a brand new person to take their place and they're going to be making $10,000 less, you then have that $10,000 left in. That becomes what's called fund balance. And mm -hmm. so we're going to be using $590,000 that's left over to help reduce the taxes that you would have to pay this year. So what we have left over whatever we're allowed by law, we could apply it to the following year, and that's what we're doing. We will still okay. have some money left over, but we're putting that into what we're calling the rainy day reserve account because we're very realistic in our planning. We understand that the statewide fiscal crisis and the national fiscal crisis will not be fixed in one year. We'll be back right. at the table again the following spring, looking at the same thing. If we used up all of our reserves and fund balance this year and we had nothing to do to help the people with next year, then you'd be looking at those 10% hikes, and that's the last thing we want to do. Which our, our goal over the next three years, which we'll probably take to get our economy solvent again, will be to look at that um, range between 35 and 5% uh, maximum tax levy to help the people have a steady um, expense line so they'll know exactly where they're coming at. Okay. Hey, I, w I was very interested in the test scores. We have about three minutes left. Sure. Um, your test, the, the test scores seem to be very um, good, uh, right. you know, 94 and 97%. So, right. And our, uh, our math are even higher in our Grade three, 99.2% of our students scored above the state reference point. In grade four, 98.7%. In grade five, 96.3%. And in grade six, 97.3%. So our students are outstanding hard workers. A lot of credit goes to our excellent teaching staff and our administrators. And most importantly, the parents who support the school effort. It's a three-way partnership, home, school, and students, you know, so we need the parents 
to support the effort that the teachers do on a daily basis and then the students to pull their weight. And because we've had some excellent programs and good staff development to help our teachers stay current with technology and uh, new state standards, we're producing the results that we would love to see continue. And that's been actually last year improved upon this year's score, and now we're looking to see what happens this current year. We just finished scoring for New York State all of the assessments that the students took in April and May, and now we'll send those to the state and we'll get those results sometime in the middle of the summer, and we'll use the results to guide our instruction for the following year. Okay. Is there a, a place on the uh, website that they can, that interested people can find more information about right. the test Right. You go course? to the New York State Department of Education website, and they'll have different um, portals that you can go in to find out the uh, per-pupil expenditure for the, the state, the New York State test scores. You'll find all of that information. And, you know, one of the, inf the things that you'll find is that, you know, in the county there are 59 school districts, and our, students, uh, our school district ranks 51 out of 59 in terms of uh, expenditures. So we're... We basically try to keep our expenditures on the low end because we understand that although our area is considered mm -hmm. a high wealth area because of the beautiful homes and the home values, we do not have you know many people making million dollar salaries, so we honor and respect that, and so our average per pupil cost ranks only about seventeen thousand dollars per child, whereas in many of the districts. They're well over twenty-five, thirty, thirty-one thousand dollars. So wow. we're, you know, trying to be on the low end. And basically, in this whole area are New Hyde Park, uh, Franklin Square, Elmont, Floral Park, Belrose, and Sawanica. We're probably the five lowest districts in terms of per pupil expenditure as compared to the rest of Nassau County. So we understand. Yeah, but the scores are, are good. We have just about 30 seconds. So when when and where can people vote? Okay, so we recommend everybody come on May 18th from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. to the Manor Oaks Elementary School located on 1950 Hillside Avenue to cast your ballot in the budget process. We have three incumbent board members rerunning for election unopposed, so we need you to do that, and also you could vote for the library budget on the same ballot, too. So we ask you to do what we call the power of 10, to bring 10 additional people so the school board will know exactly that the vote represents the desires of our entire community. And we okay, thank well, you. Okay, we're well, do we're done. It's gone. Okay, thank okay. you so much. Thank this you, Mildred. Thank good. you very okay. much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.
You do, you do, you don't, you don't.
Okay. All right, now, let's get Henry. 